On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today, and we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Heath Oaks is a millennial mogul whose ignorance on fire led him to fail his way to success. Jenny Achando is an Emmy award-winning journalist whose sharp eye and biting wit have led to her storied career in television. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only an odd couple with a dash of perfect opposite can. So kick back, relax, and join the conversation. This is Second Shot with your hosts, Heath and Jenny. Coming in hot. Mm, mm. These mics are hot today. I mean, we, we had it loud and proud a while ago, baby. I'm telling you right now, suckers in my headphones were like blaring. Are you suffering from hearing loss now? Almost. We got we got part of the crew in. We got Jenny and Matt. We know Zach. Zach had to call out yep. and quit on us last minute. Well, he had a computer emergency. Oh, excuses are like. Okay. I feel, I just hope I know where he, the rest of that saying goes. I hope he doesn't have a Mac. Or an Apple anything, Out. because have you guys seen the lines outside of the Apple stores lately? Like, I just hope he has anything but a Mac. There's been lines outside of every store lately. Everybody's just got too much money flowing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the money's flowing in hot. <laughs> it's, it's, it's something. I Man, we got the video cameras on, and all I can see is my big homemade wrap around my pinky. I was, I was noticing that. Finger. Talk yeah. about your injury, babe. Before we get into the important stuff, let's talk about Everybody's going to want to know about this. It's just smashed them just from the uh, – went out to the motocross track on Sunday and – I just let my kick stand down like an idiot with my finger and it smashed between the foot peg. Oh. But I got to tell you, so it, it, the, the track was kind of wet and then a little bit really, really sandy, kind of muddy in spots. So there were a lot of wrecks on Sunday. But man, I came over the jump and this dude had wrecked at the bottom and I was able to get around him quick enough. But the next guy that came over didn't. He cleared it more. <laughs> And I'm talking about hit that dirt bike and this dude went flying, I mean, 15 to 20 feet. And it was the most immaculate, beautiful wreck I've ever seen in my life. Like, literally, he went flying like a Power Ranger, but he tucked and rolled so perfectly that he hit it right on his back and rolled twice to stand up on his feet. Oh, wow. It was, like, beautiful. It, I was like, man, you've wrecked a time or two because you have that down perfectly. Like, just like a, like a little armadillo, like, two-time roll, stand up, boom, he was there. And I was like, oh, my God, that was like you almost planned it. Oh, that's so, great. Jenny, I'm curious. I know you're kind of uh, on the fence about the whole dirt biking thing. Uh, this this injury and, and the wreck stories, how are you feeling right now about that? Great question. Um, <laughs> I guess, okay, I'm not on the fence about it. Any, I'm in full support of the dirt bike thing because good, it makes Heath so happy. He loves doing it, and I want him to have something. Like, we should all do something that we love. Uh, am I going to join him? Um, no. Is Brighton going to join him? Hell no. That's um, what she says. No. <laughs> but I lo- like, I just love Let her go out of town for a week. Having, I will never leave town now. <laughs> I will never, I will quit my job. I will stay home. Um, I love Heath having something he looks forward to just because don't we all need something fun yeah. in our lives that we look forward to? So it's not the safest thing. I wish that he was like, you know, looking forward to playing chess, but that's not the man I married. So I'm glad that he's able to go out and 
you know, dirt bike and have fun and either do airplanes or I know something. It's so like this is nothing. better than that, right? Oh, I guess so. I, I could guess be an so. imposter. What would that? What do you mean? Leading into our next story, our first headline. You could be an imposter. This and, would and like it would be chess. more likely that I would do this than you. Correct. Don't you think yeah, this is sure. just this is a total Jenny move? Mm-hmm. It's the Texas story that has been heard across the country. It is on every single possible publication. I'm going to share with you the one from USA Today. The headline is: I did this to prove a point. Mom arrested for posing as 13-year-old daughter at school. Wow. So a 30-year-old mother who was arrested after posing as her daughter at a Texas middle school said she did it to push for better security. So we're talking about Casey Garcia, who now has a jail record. She was arrested on one count each of criminal trespass and tampering with government records. She was also arrested on an unrelated traffic warrant, but that is not a big part of the story. Here's the deal. (laughs) This woman, Casey Garcia went into school. They asked for her ID number. She gave them her daughter's ID number, which she had memorized. And then because they still have masks on at the middle school in El Paso, she was wearing a hoodie and a mask, went in. She went to every single class that day and ate lunch at the cafeteria without a mask on. And nobody found out that she was a 30-year-old woman instead of a 13-year-old girl until 7th period, which is the last class of the day. Now, she did kind of do a little costume to try to look like her daughter. She put on self-tanner. She dyed her hair so that she'd look more like her daughter. But still, a 30-year-old versus a 13-year-old, nobody noticed. And she said the issue here was our schools aren't secure. Look, anybody could just kind of come in school and, and pose as a student. I was more crazy about the people that were mad that she did it, that they were like, oh, how dare you be in there with my kids? And I'm like, look, no, thank God she did now because I would rather her be accidentally sitting next to you know my kid in there than than somebody really nuts where she was just doing it to prove a point because i can tell you right now if you don't think that the that school system um is looking at overhauling some security stuff after that then you're crazy that made a change i can promise you right yeah every school district who's heard this story does not want to be the one getting made look like an idiot like she just made them look and so i guarantee you there's a lot of people making some uh, taking a hard look at their security. I just I find I find it amazing that how she literally. I mean, it's not like it was like um, a senior where there can be some full grown looking women because if you've seen yeah. the picture of the woman, she's a full grown woman in junior high. You would you would notice right that that doesn't really fit the bill uh, as much. My I mean, if I were one of those parents, I'd be having a tough talk with my kid and be like, "How did you not notice? Yeah. How did you not notice that your classmate <laughs> oh. is not your classmate?" True. I, I don't understand that part of it. Like, I have no idea how uh, no one in the class was just like, hey, this isn't, I don't know what her daughter's name is, but uh, this isn't Molly. This is this is clearly a, <laughs> an adult woman sitting here. I don't get that part. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a stunning way to make your point. And to me, I mean, it, it does, like, I would say maybe the flip side of this is, um, is it worth it to face criminal charges and, and to have, you know, knowingly, broken the rules in order to make your point or are there other ways to it, to make your point I, I i it's a very effective way but i i ultimately wonder it, if the the moral of the story is maybe lost a little bit to the fact that she did in fact is arrested i, I, I can yeah. tell you right now matt when you have kids it's it's damn sure worth it that something sure, if you yeah. if you thought it, 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 the security was that bad that you weren't comfortable with your kid and you you were with, like the security has to be bad enough for you to be willing to do that right 
But as a parent, she's sitting there going, I need my kids to be safe. Mm-hmm. And, and you'll do it um, when that time comes. But I, my second shot was, uh, you know, when I looked at it all and I just think about a lot of the people living um, fake lives in general, right? What, imposters, you know, uh, these people that are posing to look one way to get into the country clubs or the or they are, um, you know, trying to be straight or trying to be gay or trying to be, um, you know, uh, fancy or trying to be country or trying to be all of these things versus who they are and how tiring that has to be, you know, instead of leaning in and living who you are and whatever that may be. Um, you know, you hear a lot of uh, of these things with these people that are in, in whatever it is and they're living a completely separate life mm-hmm. behind it. The Instagram days where these people rent Ferraris and stuff and act like they have a Ferrari to promote something. I'm like, that's got to be so tiring and can't be worth it. That is exhausting. You know, she spoke to that. She, it's funny that you say that in the interview. She even spoke to the nerves and the angst that she felt all day just doing this for one day. Trying to not get caught for who she actually is. Yeah, and can't, can't, and, and I feel sad for people that don't want to lean into it. And I don't know what it takes, but I, I hope that what I want to do is give you encouragement to lean and love into that, right? Like, um, you know, I dealt with it with my accent being as strong as it was in the early business uh, days and being young and, and the, um, the, what people thought of me immediately um, and, and knowing what those negative thoughts were they had and, and instead of running from it, I just naturally leaned into it and owned it and and would own my downfalls quickly and early on in meetings or in anything when I could tell that there was something on people's minds. And But you get to give your, have your head so much clearer when you're not trying to be something that you don't want to be, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like you're able, you're going to miss so much stuff in life because you're, you're trying to figure out how I can, you know, it's like a, if you just tell the truth, it's easier because if you tell a lie, you got to keep remembering the lie to cover up the lie. That's what it's got to feel like if you're trying to be an imposter mm-hmm. in, in your own life versus just leaning yeah. into whoever the heck you are. So if you're sitting there battling with any of those things, whether you're trying to keep up with the Joneses or you're trying to, you know, live in whatever it may be, man, just own you. You are special. You are important. Own you. Be you. Don't be an imposter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that a lot. When, when when I heard this story, I think the thing that stuck out to me the most as a second shot was uh, lack of human connection and looking at one another. If you can go an entire day and nobody, you know, that would have been her daughter. So that would have been a 13 year old girl that nobody stopped to actually look her in the eyes for an entire day to, to, to realize who she was an entire day. Imagine a teenager, your child at school in an environment where nobody cared enough for her to look at her and, and, and look her in the eyes. Because if they would have looked her in the eyes, they would have seen this is a 30-year-old woman, not, not a 13-year-old girl. And it made me really think about, um, you know, when I was going into work actually today after I, I thought a lot about this story yesterday, I was thinking, am I looking my coworkers in the eyes? Am I, you know, looking my husband in the eyes? You know, we, we, am I really pausing and like experiencing other people in my world or am I looking down at my phone and thinking about what I have to do and looking for directions or looking at, you know, what, whatever it is on my screen and not actually connecting with people around me. Um, there was one, one class you guys where she was the only student in the class. The teacher was teaching some students virtually. And this one woman was in the class as an in-person 
person. I know she had a hoodie on and a mask, but still, like nobody looked her in the eyes to see those are 30-year-old eyes or had a conversation with her. How are you doing? Anything like that. So that was kind of my second shot on it and something that just made me kind of think. Yeah, I mean, it makes me think of those, those uh, viral videos you see of a bunch of people dancing and then like someone in a bear costume walks right through yeah. the middle of them and it's like you didn't even notice that. And it, these th moments like this make you realize like how much of my life am I going through without paying attention to like what's around me, the people who are around me. Um, you know, I, I, I find myself doing this a lot where like I feel like, man, I had a pretty good day and I didn't make any mistakes and then maybe I'll go back or somebody will reply to an email that I sent and I look at what I actually wrote. I'm like, there's a type, there's typos uh -huh. all over this stuff and there's all these things that like how how little am I actually really paying attention when I feel like I have been? And, and yeah, so like I said earlier, that's what this story uh, makes me think of is just like uh, take stock of like how much you are actually t being aware of what's around you and who is around you and not even just from a safety standpoint, just like pay attention and maybe like somebody's going through something that you don't even notice. And um, like I, hopefully you can think of that and change the way you look at the world a little bit. Heath, so, did you just burp? No. <laughs> I swear you did. Did I? I didn't burp. <laughs> I don't, maybe it was, I don't, I I don't think did. it was me. If I burped, you would have heard it. Yeah. <laughs> you did? There was something. I there was, I'll have to go back to the tape on that one. Yeah, maybe that was me making my Brighton sounds. Brighton oh makes gosh. all kinds of noises. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Well, I hope that if anything else, that maybe we take stock of some things and put our phone down, maybe pay attention to people a little more, coming into work, making eye contact, make those points for that. And then if you're living in imposter syndrome, I want you to know you're loved, you're everything, you're special yourself, be you, lean into it, love it. I mean, stop trying to be something you're not. I promise you, if you drop all that facade, you're going to find out that how tired you were mm. because of what you were trying to be um, that you didn't want to be. We'll be back in the second segment of Second Shot. Hey, it's Zach. I'm in my apartment recording this audio so Matt can sneak it into the show before Jenny and Heath hear it. I know they always do the sponsor reads, but guys, I had to get in here so I could tell you about Energy Ogre. They've been a longtime supporter of the show, and this summer, Christine and I finally signed up to see if they're really as good as Heath and Jenny say, and guys, Energy Ogre is totally legit. It's crazy. Check this out. You sign up for Energy Ogre for just $10 a month. You send them your most recent power bill, and the team at Energy Ogre will run the numbers to find out how you can save more money on your bill by switching to a different provider. Then, they'll switch you over to that provider for you and you'll immediately start saving money that you would have been spending on whatever company was ripping you off in the first place. Christine and I switched over this summer, and I've been kicking myself for not signing up earlier ever since. We saved so much off our power bill that we paid for Energy Ogre's service fee, and now we got a little extra scratch for date night. If you live in Texas, if you're in a house or an apartment, whatever, go to energyogre.com right now and put in the promo code SECONDSHOT, and you can get your first month totally free. Support Energy Ogre, support Second Shot, and support your savings by switching to Energy Ogre. Coming back in, all I can think about is now I really want to like burp. I want to let one go just don't, so I can don't. just so I can like make you understand what the difference of that is. Oh, I mean, I know. Trust me, <laughs> I know. Sure she's heard it. Like, so, like, yeah, I've heard it. Man, our daughter's got these ticks. Like I used to have when I was a kid, and always making the noises. Of stuff like she always does that, uh, <clears throat> and what she, she clears her throat a lot. I know. I, I don't know what's I going used to on have with all that. Those little ticks when I was little. Like oh, I always had like geez. little noise ticks. Of Great. Things. Did I ever have any ticks? I did little? a I did a nervous thing like before track meets or soccer or any kind of competition. 
I would use one nail against the other fingernail and my fingers would bleed. I always had bloody fingers. Like, and it was, it was like a nervous tick. I wouldn't even realize I was doing it. And you look after, um, like a track meet or something like that. And my hands would be totally bloody. I don't know if that's a tick, but it's not a great, it's not a great trait. It's kind of a tick. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely a little tick. Um, so I I wanted to bring up this headline. Yes. Yes. Heath reading the, Heath reading the news this afternoon. Let's see it, babe. (laughs) U S consumers sour on housing markets buying conditions. A record a low percentage of U.S. consumers believe now is a good time to buy a home with worries about surging prices, small supply of houses, etc. Um, the percentage of consumers who said it was good went from uh, declined in May to 35% from 47 In comparison, um, the percentage of consumers indicated that now is a bad time to purchase a home increased to 56 from 48% last month. So, um, the good time to buy component fell further. Over component. And over. Component. What did I say? Component. Oh. And then you yeah. burped. Yeah, and then I burped again. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny because the whole housing market thing uh, with the also inflation and everything going on in the market um, is one of those that's been a hot topic, right? So I read this and immediately, you know, I, I thought of kind of the jumping in on the bandwagon right? you know how, how many times people will jump on a bandwagon or jump off of a bandwagon or 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 there's those times of like when do you get in on something or when do you not get in on something and sometimes a lot of people do so everybody wants to get on in on it and that's how like people fall to ponzi schemes or all those things because the housing market's one of those where everybody's getting in on it so everybody's going to buy and it's like every prices are skyrocketing and it's like where do you find that line of uh. do i am I going to miss out on, on these opportunities, right? Like, or am I going to like get in to when it's not going to work out for me? Right. And when I think about that, I think we have a lot of those issues that come up in our lives often, um, whether it's from not just financial stuff, but, uh, maybe it's a cause that, you know, do we, everybody's getting on a bandwagon calls. Do we want to feel like we're, we're part of that? Is that a good thing, bad thing? When do we know the line to jump in on something and not, it makes me think Simon Sinek talked about, um, and start with the why, he talks about the bell curve of, of early adopters, you know, the masses and what you got to do in order to get marketing really a uh, product to get into masses. You know, there's always a small percentage of people that are going to be that early adopter. When the iPhone first came out, they were waiting in line for yeah. days, you know, uh-huh. and then there's the people like me that like waited the two years in and then got in, but until you get to that massive And then people, there's like then my there's parents who, who just got in now. <laughs> yeah. They're way behind on it, right? And they don't get they don't get to experience it, but it's those middle adopters that really make something um, you know, kind of turn. And the housing market made me think of that right now where it's you know, it, it's like even if somebody come by and offered us a ton of money for a home, like I'm like I wouldn't want to sell it because I don't know where the heck we'd go. Right. Yeah. Like, right. This like is we not the time to early. buy. This yeah. is not the time to buy. No. And, and like I, that, yeah, what you just said was making me think of my second shot on this is like, I, I know a lot of people who are, and, and ourselves included, like we look at the value of our house versus from when we got in it to what it, what it is now. And our neighborhood is one of those neighborhoods where all the houses are from like the fifties. So anytime it sells, they're just tearing them down and building these, these new houses. So everything is selling for this, these crazy values. And they have been for a while. Um, but then we were, we were stuck with the, the question of, well, then where do we go? And 
do we even want to move? And so I think of this as, as like, don't let, don't be afraid to sacrifice the great if it's not good for you right now. You know, like it would be great to sell our house for four times whatever it is we bought it for, which is probably what it would sell for. But then it's like, well, now we got to go buy a, another house that is probably way overvalued what it is now, or we have to move, or we have to go somewhere else, and we have to leave behind all this, all this stuff. It's not worth the huge benefit that it would be for uh, to try to, to take advantage of that versus waiting until things have stabilized a little bit. So yeah, I could I know a lot of people who have been out looking for homes and they're and they're like, look, people are offering tens of thousands of dollars more than what the asking price is and they're being turned down because mm -hmm. people are waiting for even bigger and bigger stuff. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's not worth, I think to me, trying trying to sell it in order for that financial game. Have you ever had those issues, Jenny, where you like maybe something's come across and you're like, everybody's talking about this next best thing. I mean, crypto is one of those right now that a lot of people in or, or anything like that to where it's like, when do you know when to jump in and when to not? Well, I'm usually the person, my natural like reaction is definitely is not to jump definitely in. Definitely not to jump in. Like you, uh, I'll research something for so long that it's expired before I buy it or yeah. it's like no longer in stock because yeah. I'll research something for so long. But when I heard about this story and I've started to notice and really hear a lot of people saying just this idea that, hey, you know what, we wanted to buy a house, but we're obviously not going to do it now. They're just, they're not even looking, which I think probably in this housing situation is smart. Yeah. But it made me think about life in general. And the, and the fact that people will look at a, a job market and a competitive industry that they really have a passion for, like say they, what's, what's most competitive, like professional athlete, actress, um, singer, performer, they really have a passion for it. And then they automatically check themselves off and say, well, I'm not going to do that because it's really competitive. It's really hard. And everyone says you're not going to be able to do it. In journalism school, that's all you hear. As you go, as you pay all this money for college and journalism <laughs> school, all you hear is them saying, FYI, like none of you are going to make it. Like none of you are going to get a job in this industry. There, there aren't any jobs in this industry. So, you know, and, and I guess I'm glad that I didn't know what else to do. And I really kept going with that because I, I know I would have always wondered, what if I would have been the one that got a job? What if I would have been actually the one that was supposed, that was meant for, for broadcasting or meant for this industry? And if I had listened to the professors who had said, well, you know, you can do this, but really you need to have a backup plan. Maybe you can become a teacher or maybe you can do these other things, which are all great professions, but they weren't at my heart what I wanted to do. And so it made me think about the people who, you know, they see a competitive market and instead of saying, you know what, that's competitive because it is a, a cool field and I think I really want to do it, that they don't go for it. Yeah. And, and and I think that that's so, it's so tragic to see a life not lived to the fullest and yeah. fullest is different for everybody. Fullest for you might be my priority is is staying home more. And But you're like, well, you know, no, I need to be out here doing this and this and this. No, like go for whatever you want to do. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more and I'll tell you a couple of tips that I've learned over the years the hard way um, that, that have kind of helped me be have a better barometer about what I want to get into and what I'm not going to get into. Number one, I would look at any situation you're being presented with and do it. So say it's something that's not in your wheelhouse, mm -hmm. whether it's an investment or any, I'm going to just go off the investment approach, but you can take it anything else. So say it's not in your wheelhouse, whatever you do, if whatever the amount of money or, or time that's going to be in it, if it's not in your wheelhouse and you, that's not your specialty, Make sure it's whatever it is you're okay with losing, whether that's your time or that money. And if you're not, okay, that's then, good. then back the money down or the time down to where you're okay with losing in it, if it's not your specialty, right? Because if it's your specialty and it's what you know, 
then it's a much more educated. It's more like an mm-hmm. um, educated move versus a gamble. Okay. And so you should only ever gamble what you're willing to lose. And so stop that number there. So if somebody, like if you're going to buy a house and they go, you've got to ask 30 grand over, which is going to put you to going, taking money out of your 401k, putting you in a financial bind, going to make it tough, back away from it. It's not worth it, right? Like, like you should only gamble what you're willing to lose if you don't fully understand and know the situation. The other thing um, that... I would always take into is, is sit, sticking with the things that you do know, sticking in mm. your wheelhouse as much as possible with, um, and, and, and if you know and have friends that have been around it, you're asking them, you're digging into it with them, having somebody to do a little bit more research with it all. But more than anything, sticking in your own wheelhouse has been huge for me because mm-hmm. I've made that mistake. Yeah, you have. <laughs> ah, you're so funny. But the good thing about you, Heath, is that you do – you do take note. You're not, yeah. you're not making the same mistake over and over and over. Yeah. You're making some new mistakes, absolutely. but, but you're not making the same mistake over and over, which makes you uh, tolerable and even likable and lovable. Oh, thank you, Maury. <laughs> you're welcome, Maury. We'll be back in a minute on the third segment of Second Shot. Okay, quick break to tell you guys about this closet situation. I told you we've been working with Closets by Design to figure out the laundry room area. This was an area that I tried to kind of piece together some, I mean, I tried to find like, you know, a handyman, handy woman, handy lady, somebody to construct something for us, was not able to find it. I ordered some stuff online. It was a total disaster. We ended up working with Closets by Design and I cannot tell you how good this laundry room turned out. I'm getting ready to put a video up on my Instagram page, but if you're looking for somebody to help you with a closet for just really any part of your house, your laundry room, your regular closet, someplace uh, in the kitchen or the entryway, hit up Gia at Closets by Design. She maximized this space like you would not believe. I never thought I would <laughs> be excited about a laundry room, but you can hear the excitement in my voice. It was just such a good experience. They came and did it in one afternoon. It looks like it was built into the house. That was the other thing that kept happening when I tried to like order these random things online is it just looked very disjointed. So it looks like it was built with the original design and now we have spaces for everything. Gia, I am obsessed obsessed, obsessed, obsessed. So the website is dallas.closetsbydesign.com. You will not regret it. I'm going to really start off shaming people because I'm trying to figure out, I got a lot of people posting the Second Shot Facebook group. Oh, I left a review about the topic and all this and that, and I can't find them. So if you said you left it, and, 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 and you left a review somewhere, I need you to go in there and tell me in the Second Shot Facebook group exactly where you left this you know, phantom review because I can't <laughs> seem to find it anywhere. Well, you know what's funny? I I got the same thing. Like, oh, I just left a review on that topic yeah. from last week, which or not last week. This was a, a couple episodes ago, but we were having the debate on the topic over unlimited vacation unlimited days. Vacation days. He yes. thinks you should just have unlimited vacation days, which I think is a poor example of setting expectations and then being able to meet or exceed the expectations. Unlimited makes it vague and just you, nobody knows what the boss actually expects. So then you don't take any days and then you're burnt out and then you resent your boss, the exact opposite of what the intended consequence of having unlimited days is. 
In the Second Shot Facebook group, my cousin Bailey said it perfectly. Unlimited. I'm an adult and I can manage my productivity. Correct, Bailey. We are adults. I don't need somebody it's, micromanaging me. It's not about it's not about that. It's about some adults will be like, okay, I think I'm doing well and I have an A, but I want to have an A plus, so now I'm just not gonna take any time off. Yeah, I feel like I I think I said this on the last episode, but I do feel like I fall into that camp. It's like if I don't know for a fact that everybody's getting the same vacation days, then I'm going to, I think, just naturally take fewer. Uh, but if I know that I have to take them, or not mm-hmm. have to take them, but I know that I've got the same opportunity as everybody else, then I'm more likely to take them. And even then, I leave days on the table. I, I shouldn't, but I do. So More people aligned with me, by the way, in the second chat <laughs> Facebook group. Uh, I think well, you know, the favor. only person that stood up for me was my dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my dad said, limited, I'm childlike, and yeah. we'll use every opportunity for time off. And he so, probably just did Bailey, that because you're his daughter. I know, right? Unlike Bailey, he's not an adult and cannot manage his productivity. Um, Carolyn says, unlimited in case an emergency came up. Um, and then Jeffrey, hey, Jeffrey, shout out to you. He says, I'm Uh-oh, blessed listener. to work for a company that provides me with four weeks of vacation each year in Increased um, from three at 10 years of service. That is awesome. He says, it's all I can do to use four weeks of each year. I'm afraid that if I had unlimited vacation days, I would actually use less days because I would feel like the optics of taking four weeks looks bad. Perception versus reality. Yeah. As a leader at my company, I'm thankful for the limits that are set. There is no doubt that some employees would abuse the privilege. It would make staffing, execution, and planning much more difficult as well. I couldn't agree more, Jeffrey. So he's worked for his company. He has you know, paid his dues. He's served them well, and they've generously offered him four weeks. But what he's saying is then if a new employee has, you know, a week or two and they're like, oh, wow, my boss is always taking off. He doesn't even work. It's the optics of it. Instead of like, no, Jeffrey has served his time and now he's earned this. So who's to say? Yeah, it's, it becomes more of a benefit rather than a like having to make that social contract with everybody. Everybody knows if you're here for so long, you're going to get this benefit too. So um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that's the camp that I that I fall into a little bit more. So here, here's what I'm going to say is that um, that debate, it was pretty popular. People got on talking about it in the Second Shot Facebook group often. So send us, uh, if you're listening, you got a topic or a question that you would like to see where Jenny and I stand on um, and have see if we want to have another debate. Um, I would love to Go to, to the Second you. Shot Facebook group um, and post it in there. And the next time we get together, we'll pick one. And I will smack Jeannie around in a debate for everybody. <laughs> I will win this debate. My dad will come to my defense. <laughs> Bailey, whatever. We are so over Bailey. I cannot yeah. believe you sided with Heath. <laughs> yeah. Bailey's just smart. What can I say? You Bailey know? is an adult and she can manage her time. But don't you want to get more? Like, I guess here's the thing. I just want more time off. Unlimited days. But you, I would never take them because I would feel guilty about it. And I would think, okay, well, and now everyone else is working hard and I'm not there. It's just it's a whole thing. That ain't my problem. Well, I guess I will never work for you then. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> all right. Send us a debate question. Let us see, get hot and, and, and ready over it all. And everybody, go leave us a rating review. Share this on social media and tag us on it, please. Um, Matt, where can they find you? Uh, yeah, you can find me in the Second Shot Facebook group, of course. I'll chime in on some of those debates, although you heard what I had to say. But if you have something new, leave it there, and I'll uh, check in on that. You can also find me, Matt Stoker one on Instagram. That's the numeral one. Lots of uh, little dog pictures there. And again, go, if you are into true crime, go find True Crime Reporter on any podcast platform. The Webby Award-winning True Crime Reporter, best new true crime podcast. Check that out. I love it. I hope you love it too. Very, very interesting story. So uh, I hope to find you there. Let me know 
posted the second shot group and tell me what you think about that. I'd Woo-hoo. love to hear it. All right, everybody. JennyAnchando.com. Find me in the second shot Facebook group or on the Instagram page, Instagram.com slash second shot podcast. Let us know if there's something you want us to debate, and we will start doing that in the third segment. So watch out, Heath Oaks. Mm-hmm. We're coming for you. I ain't scared at all. At, uh, Heath Oaks or at Ignorance on Fire. At Ignorance on Fire on Instagram is probably the best and easiest way to follow me and, and get to me. Um, wait, we'll see you next time. Love y'all. Bye.